During World War II, the Unitarian Service Committee worked to create an official-looking set of documents to help people escape Nazi persecution. The documents needed a seal. An Austrian refugee artist, Hans Dusch, who created the flaming chalice, allowed this to occur. I take great hope that this faith in these times, we'll again find the means to secure a pathway by the light of our flaming chalice to help Lady Liberty keep our 240-year-old country evolving as a fledgling beacon with all of its faults. Our chalice's origin story reminds us that in the face of evil, Supreme Court decisions, odd policies, rhetoric that dehumanizes, denigrates, divides, and destroys our humble chalice is our system and symbol of resistance. That our flame of courage and power, of our ability to take risks, to speak truth, to resist in the face of whatever onslaught occurs. I don't know about you, but I long, I wax nostalgic for earlier times, times that seemed more simple, less threatening. I remember as a child, before the advent of cell phones and social media and computers and all these wonderful high-tech perks that we now enjoy, that I would pretend. I'd be out in the yard by myself, because I was a loner then and a bit of a loner now, and I'd have on a sheet as my cape running around, pretending to be sort of superhero characters. Maybe you remember some of them. By the way, this is one of the reasons why Nika does not want me to sing. Gigantor, Gigantor, Gigantor the space-age robot. He zipped at your command, Gigantor the Space Age robot. Bigger than big, taller than tall, stronger than strong, waiting, wait, waving in to correct rights from wrong. I was also Mighty Mouse, <laughs> underdog rescuing sweet Polly purebred. What I didn't understand then and what I can see now is that the nostalgia that I remember didn't exist except for a select few. The Vietnam War was roaring, had been since 1955. 
would go on until 1975 when I graduated in high school in 1978. But the Unitarians were there. They were in the fight. There is, in our world, an incredible desire for order. Some type of order. Whether it's artificial or not, it's just something that we do. Our records, our files, our lives, everything needs a label. It makes life so much simpler, it seems. But what would happen? What would happen if we just let that go? That our perceived idea of order is nothing more than disorder in the natural world, as we see the natural world as nothing but disorder to us. I find there great irony in the fact that we look at the natural world as chaos. Chaos made us. There is no human that can make a human other than through, of course, the general process that we know. But that's not from our engineering. That was created in the natural order of things. Are we so pompous and swaggering to think that we actually understand what life is all about. You know, when you listen to artists, to poets, to musicians, thank God for musicians, they allow chaos to be given voice. They allow us to listen to the beauty of the natural world in poetry to sing its phrases, in fiction to read its words. Words. There's something overrated. Foucault once talked about, once, Foucault always talked about words. Michel Foucault. He said, they're basically our prison. We're confined to the definitions and the meanings and the things that we think that we understand. It doesn't matter the language that we speak. It's a gilded cage. Stand by a tree in the sequoias and tell me what it looks like. Do you see it in your mind's eye? In your imagination, the grandeur of the tree overwhelms your ability to actually give it any kind of description that does it justice.
I wonder, as a child goes through life in school, if by teaching them the new math, the new English, the new this, the new that, that at some level they're given a disservice in this world. If you watch a child bounce around with their imagination, there is no linear thought process to speak of. There is pure joy. There is pure love. There is innocence. Innocence. Joy. Love. Creativity. Uniqueness. Individuality. There is something there that we have long since missed as adults. At least, that's my perspective on this particular matter. But consider it. When was the last time that you put on a sheet and ran around outside? Don't you take great envy in watching children play? Because I do. Unmitigated energy. You have to call them in to eat, or they'll forget to do that, too. And the questions. What about this? What about that? Why is this? Why is the sky blue? Why does it have to be that way? What is right? What is wrong? As we enter our 240th year on the face of this globe as an entity known as the United States of America, we have to really take stock of the fact that we came here to escape tyranny from England. which we did. We weren't perfect about it by any stretch of the imagination. We created tyranny for other people at some level. That's something that we're obviously having to be held to account for, and we should be. But the irony for me, and I throw it out to the congregation, to consider is, is that we're now inflicting tyranny upon ourselves from within. Why? You know, my thought on this was five years ago, I had no desire to be part of any religious order. None. Zero. A happy frolicking atheist. But yet, there was something missing. 
Because even an atheist, as odd as it may sound, has a desire to be spiritual, just perhaps on a different wavelength. I wanted to contribute something to a larger conversation. I wanted to be part of an organized social justice response. Well, careful what you wish for. Unitarian Universalists aren't perfect. And I know that all of you know that. But that's its perfection. Is that it admits it doesn't have all the answers. It admits and holds itself account when it makes mistakes, egregious as they may be. It doesn't try to hide them, as so many other religious orders, in my experience, do. And that it's just part of its charm. The authenticity, the sincerity, the ability to explore, the ability to raise their voices in collective unison, as most recently happened, during the Supreme Court ruling. Watching congregation after congregation just create happy havoc madness in responding to what they saw as injustice, which is. You know, I got to tell you guys, it's hard for a loner to not be a loner. I was embraced here by you, all of you. And uh, it took some getting used to. You know how hard it is to run around with a bunch of guys with sheets on their back other than me? <laughs> We're, um, We're lucky to have each other. Especially right now. Especially right now. To have the ability to gather and coalesce in a conversation of love without any kind of footnotes or asterisks. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter who you love. It doesn't matter what you think, and it doesn't matter what you believe. We respect you. We respect all of you. I guess one of the things that I have the biggest problem with in the world is authority. Now, those of you that don't know me, maybe not understand that. Those of you that have some inkling of me would understand that I chafe at the idea 
of being under, I don't know, anyone's rule. And then I met Nika. I don't know what happened. I fell apart. Because here was a minister who spoke to me in a way that I've never even spoken to. Who gave me hope. Of a better world. world where you can be yourself, a world where you can be loved, a world where you could question happily, a world where you could wave the banner and people would collect. I hope all of you understand, and I'm sure you do, how lucky we are in whatever fashion we believe in where we stand, of what we have that so many do not. And it is for this reason that I think that the new collective of Jim Jones Rebooted in a very large Guyana, have drunk the Kool-Aid and have lost the perspective of unmitigated love. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Chaos is us. Chaos doesn't care about hatred. Chaos doesn't understand or respect hatred. Chaos embraces no order. Democracy or otherwise. It looks for a salient point that we don't understand. So, instead of being righteous like I'm being right now, I invite all of us to take a breath and consider the thing that we love most about being a UU. Unmitigated love. Acceptance. Joy. We live in a covenant, an agreement, a, a desire to do all that we can within the parameters that we've discussed and beyond. It's not a perfect covenant. It's not meant to be perfect. It's meant to be revisited all the time. It's a dynamic idea. It's progressive. It's brilliant. It allows us to fall down and help each other pick them up. 
And there is nothing to be ashamed of. Nothing to be ashamed of. Think about that. Think about that as we deal with the chaos of bullying road rage and any other thing that occurs within our society are the reasons for these things because people have lost sight of what love means of what love can be of the power that love is we don't hold the secret to it we just have a very well-constructed avenue for it. I never thought that Well, there's so many things I never thought about. <laughs> you know, we all look to find a routine. I think a routine brings us a sense of peace. We know that when we get done here, we're going to do X or Y or Z. And tonight we'll sleep in our bed. And tomorrow we'll get up and we'll have a holiday and we'll have brunch. Or, and then Tuesday I'm going to work or I'm going to work at home or I'm taking the kids here or there or whatever. And everything is boxed. And when things fall out of that routine, there's a certain level of anxiety, for lack of a better word, that occurs. So, obviously for the last few years there's been a number of people with anxiety. And there's an understanding of that. But if you were to allow the madness to ensue, What would be the worst thing that could happen? We've already been there. We're still here. We're still loving. I believe that the chaos has given us strength. It's like how your immune system builds up its ability to be resilient to certain things. Aren't you more resilient now than you were a few years back? Do you look at the world just a little bit differently? 
Do you appreciate that which you appreciate a little bit more? Well, why don't we just try a little exercise in the next week? Everybody open to that? Good. I want you to create your exercise. Whatever it may be. I'm not going to tell you what to do. That's organized. Chaos is your practitioner. And you, you are its best student. You know, I think one of the best things that can happen during this is for us to learn that instead of trying to be part of a routine, that we learn to dance. And I perhaps think that our closing hymn might help you get there.